Hello, welcome to another episode of The Known Podcast. I'm your host, Mandy McDonald, and on today's show, my new friend Jamie Hull is going to be talking to us about mentorship, or discipleship if you want to call it that. She's going to tell us how to find a mentor, how to be a mentor, how to be mentored. We're going to talk about what a spiritual direction coach does, and we're going to talk about why we have hope for the generations that come after us. That would be you, Millennials and Gen Z. Yeah, we're talking about y'all in a good way, I promise. I want to say a special hello to all of the friends of the show who are supporting this ministry. I am so grateful for you, for your support, and for how you support our guests as well. And speaking of ways of doing that, you can visit my website, mandymcdemcd.com, and find links to social media. Facebook and Instagram and interact with us there with me, with my guests. Give us some encouragement. Let us know what you like, what you want to hear in the future. You can also find a link to my Patreon account, which is where you can become a friend of the show. Those of you who have already done that are following along with our study guides that I send out every month and a few little extras coming for Easter too. And while you're at it, find your favorite place to listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button. And while you're there, leave a review. Your reviews are very important, one, because I like compliments, and two, because it helps other people find the show. And those people are probably the exact ones who need to hear these stories. So let's hop right into this really fun conversation with Jamie Hull. Well, hello there. I'm Jamie Hall, and I'm an author, a speaker. I host my own podcast. I have lots of things, but most importantly, I'm a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm also a mom and a grandmom, and I love my grandkids. (laughs) So most importantly, I love to mentor and pour into the next generation. So thanks for having me here. Of course. I'm so glad you're here. The way I found you at first was your last name, Hull, is my mother's maiden name. So that just stuck out to me. And I was like, ooh, I need to find out about this person. Because <laughs> you don't meet many Hulls. No, know I was going to say, maybe we should talk later and see right? if we're related. <laughs> Figure out where that goes back to. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here, Jamie. Um, your desire to um, disciple the next generation is a desire that I have also. And I appreciate being discipled by older generations also in my life. So before we get into all of that, tell us your story. Oh, well, it's very interesting, but I grew up, I went to church all the time with my parents. And so I was in church when the doors were open. My Mm -hmm. mom was ahead of the choir Mm -hmm. and she was doing children's ministry. And so we just did every event. We were there Wednesday night, Sunday morning. And so I thought I really had this "Mm, God thing and going to church figured out because I was a regular attender. Um, So you know how that is. You think Mm -hmm. you know everything about God, right? So most importantly, because of her background and her exposing me to so much theater and singing, I just knew I was supposed to be a Broadway star. (laughs) And so uh, we were in a small country town in Pennsylvania. And well, I decided going to New York City to become a star was exactly what the Lord had for me. (laughs) So I, after graduation from high school, I went up to New York City And I um, was trucking around there and, well, really, to be honest with you, Mandy, I thought New York City was waiting for this country pumpkin (laughs) to show up. The only problem was there were thousands and millions of other people that were there for the exact same reason that I was there. So after about a month or two there, I was accepted into the acting department of um, New York University. So, Mm. you know, see, that was another confirmation to me. Oh, I am really good. I should be doing this. So, (laughs) but after about a month of going to um, different shows and auditions, I felt very disconnected, well, disillusioned, afraid that I'd made a big mistake and alone. I felt very alone, Mm -hmm. large numbers I wasn't used to. And And so I just thought, well, you know how you second guess yourself and you just say, what am I doing here kind of thing. And then someone invited me to a Christian concert. And at that time, my boyfriend, who eventually is my husband, Mm -hmm. but at that time, my boyfriend came up to New York City to see what the country pumpkin was doing in the city. So (laughs) they invited us to a concert. So, and this was a Christian concert. Oh, 
in a church. Well, I thought for sure that is my thing. So now I'm <laughs> feeling comfortable. And so we went to the concerts and, um, and it was just the strange, it was like I went to a different country. I didn't understand why I was feeling this way because they were mm. singing songs I really didn't know. And I'd been in church all my life and they were really into it. I didn't understand what was going on at that time. Um, I'm going to age myself, but it was called contemporary <laughs> Christian <Yeah>. music. <laughs> and I had only sung out of a hymnal. So I didn't really know all that, all, oh, all yeah. that. Uh, so at the end of it, the gentleman that was doing the concert gave his testimony and shared about what Jesus had done for him and the difference between with Jesus and without Jesus and what that meant. And would you like to have it? Well, my, John and I, my husband, we were just dating then, but we looked at each other and we knew that's why we didn't know what was going on. So at mm. that very moment, he and I accepted the Lord together. Mm. And so uh, the next day, it was just a weekend. So the next day, John went home back to the um, country uh, in Pennsylvania, but I was still in New York City. And so I knew there was a problem. I had no idea what I just said last night, and I didn't mm. know what it was all about. So I went um, uptown to, to Times Square and walked into a church and it was inside of a theater. So if you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. it was speaking my language again, you know, the yeah. theater seats, the curtain, the chandelier, it was just awesome. But the same thing happened again. Hmm. All of these people were singing songs that were so gorgeous and great harmonies and, but I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. And then the pastor got up and he said things that you know, sounded like the night before, but he still was saying things I didn't understand and I knew I needed help. Now, because I am an extrovert, mm -hmm. I had no problem. When it was over, he didn't give an invitation like say, hey, come on down here. I scooted out of that um, seat <laughs> and went straight down. And I explained to him what happened and that John and I made this decision last night. But here are the three words that are very important that you and I and the listener and everyone needs to be able to say, which is, I didn't know it, but at the time, I, all I said was, I need help. I don't know how mm -hmm. to do this alone. And so this church had set aside years before I even came into the picture, and they had decided that if anyone was sent to them by God to get help with anything, their walk with the Lord, but anything else, that they would at that very moment assign them a mentor. Mm. And so I received my first mentor right there, and Jeannie became a lifesaver for me, Not besides Jesus Christ, but she mm -hmm. would sit down at coffee every week and just let me cry and pour out my heart, and she would just listen and encourage, and then she'd show me in scripture what the answer was. Wow. Now, I had never had that before in my mm -hmm. life. No one had ever sat down with me and just listened. Now, people had sat down with me, but they were always telling me what to do, what to think. They were always telling me if I was wrong or right. It was always a, a critique or a judgment thing. But this was, mentoring thing was totally different. And so Jeannie walked me through the word as far as on decision-making, how to apply it to my life right then. And, and so, Wow. It was just a whole new thing. And that's why I'm so passionate mm -hmm. about mentoring others, you know. And so that's really my God story of how I came to Christ and why I'm so passionate about a mentoring relationship. Yeah, what a gift. And what a wonderful idea for that church mm -hmm. to just decide, okay, you get a mentor. <laughs> yes. And, and the thing was that they had them ready. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what leads into the next thing that I ended up doing because mm. after John and I got married after college, we moved up and down the East Coast. And you know what we did? We walked into a church when we had decided that would be our church home because we just moved to town. Mm. Um, then I'd go up and I'd say, hey, we need help. We're just newly married. And, you know, ah, I need to know how this works. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yes. And I'm sure John said, probably with bigger <laughs> eyes, what have I gotten myself into? And every church, not one, not two, not three, but every church said, have no idea what you're talking about. We don't have that here. And oh. hey, if you find it, let us know about it. That would be great for our people. Okay. Yeah. So after years of that, um, we eventually moved back to Pennsylvania. And in my prayer life, Jeannie had always taught me just to have a conversation with God. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was basically 
totally out of God's will as far as, you know, Philippians 4, where it says, do everything without grumbling or complaining in Philippians. <laughs> yeah. And I was complaining, Lord, I got to have a mentor that's right here. I had Jeannie, but it was long distance. Mm -hmm. and, and man, we need mentoring programs. And what are you doing? And he mm -hmm. finally really said to me, please do something about it and be a solution and stop complaining. I, I don't like this. And so yeah. that's how I started the mentoring programs and mentoring women and well, it's life changing because I figured out, oh, when you're a mentor on the other side of the table, you get the blessing too. Yeah. So it was fantastic. It yeah. was just fantastic. Logistically, how do you make that happen? Like, it sounds like a great idea. Like, yes, I want a mentor and I want to be a mentor, but how do you put that into play? Okay. So there are, uh, you're just going to, I'm just pulling it right out of my book, but it's also okay. in my head, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but there are basically four things that you have to do if you're searching for a mentor or if that, if you're a mentor, you're looking, you know, God wants to use you and pour into someone else. So mm -hmm. the first thing is, sounds so basic, but it is the truth. You have to pray and start saying, God, will you open my eyes to someone around me that could be my mentor? Mm -hmm. I just, I, I'm not sure I see it. I might ask the wrong person. I might be totally out of your will and pushing ahead of you. So Lord, don't let me get ahead of you. You show me who I should approach about that. Then the, the second thing is number two, very important for either one of these people is you've got to have the courage to walk across mm -hmm. the room. Yeah. and then ask. You, you mm -hmm. do. And everyone says out of fear, oh, what if they say no or whatever? Well, then you just keep praying and keep working at it and keep going. Um, the third thing is that you don't want to say to anyone, can I mentor you or will you be my mentor? <laughs> yeah. And just slap them right in the face with it. But you can say, hey, because hopefully you've done this. Hey, I've been watching you and I've heard your conversations mm -hmm. and I really think I'd love to learn from you. Would you grab a cup of coffee with me? Can we meet? And then meet at Starbucks or your local cafe or if you want to do lunch and, you know, go to Panera and whatever the case yeah. may be. But you want to say, would you meet with me? That's mm -hmm. all. Would you meet with me? I'd love to learn from you. And then the fourth thing is, while you are getting together, you have to keep the conversation going. So you want to say one of two things. Will you mentor me? I, I heard about this mentoring thing on this podcast, and I, I, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. um, or you can say, could we meet maybe again next month? Or could we do this one more time? I really... I, I loved hearing from you. I, yeah. I, and I have a couple things I'd love to throw out and bounce back and forth and brainstorm about. And before you know it, you will have begun a mentoring relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. Everyone thinks it's so hard, but it's very simple. Yeah. When you say go find a mentor, that sounds intimidating. But when, you, sure. when you're just finding a friend to learn from or to share wisdom with, um, that's a lot easier. That doesn't sure. sound as scary. <laughs> no. Let me explain what a mentor is. Mm -hmm. Since you're going to be looking for one, you ought to know what. Okay. So a mentor is someone who's further along in their walk with the Lord, mm -hmm. willing to share their God story, just like you and I are talking right now. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is absolutely imperative. And that is, and still growing. They need yes. to still be growing. That's it doesn't matter if they've accepted the Lord. It doesn't matter if they're um, willing to share their story. That's still, that's very good. But mm -hmm. we don't need to be mentored by someone who's stuck mm -hmm. and, and not willing to grow. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for someone who is willing to grow. So that takes the pressure off of everybody. And then the mentor, that's, that's a good self-check. Am I growing? Am I still learning? Mm -hmm. And the answer needs to be, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So in looking for a mentor, does it need to be somebody who is like me, like in the same life situations as, it, as I am? If I am married with a small child, does it have to be a woman who has been married and raised children? Do you think those yeah. things are necessary? No, you can, if you want to require or ask the Lord, I'd love to have a mentor, period. 
Mm-hmm. Or I, I, right now in this season, I'm a mom and I need another mom <laughs> to help yeah. me out. I'll give you an example. In the business world, a mentor usually is in the same department. You know, like an accountant is being mentored by an accountant. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they are doing a mentorship in accounting. That, right. that makes total sense to me. Sure. In the Christian realm, in, in you're trying to grow yourself in the Lord, um, that means the other person needs to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. For, I'll give you an example. When I uh, received my mentor, Jeannie, she was not in the showbiz like I was. Mm-hmm. She was a singer. She liked to sing in choir and that kind of thing, but she wasn't in the showbiz at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and So you see, I think everyone would think, oh, Jamie, you were up there to become an entertainer, so you should have gotten a mentor that's entertaining. No, I needed to grow in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to read my Bible. I didn't understand creation. I didn't understand marriage, none of that. So it wouldn't have mattered if we were on the same page, marriage-wise or children. I needed to know what does God say. Now, I when I'm running mentoring programs and I and teach and train um, other churches to do it, there are times when they make requests. I'm really struggling in my marriage. I need a a more mature Christian who has been married for a while. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense, you know, if if that's your need. But you can have, as the seasons change, you could do that if you wanted to in your marriage or, um, excuse me, in your mentorship. Um, But it's not required or demanded. It's just Mm -hmm. what the Lord lays on your heart. Yeah. You may have different mentors over your lifetime, right? I meet different. Yes, I do. For me, I have always had Jeannie in my life, Mm -hmm. um, but she has never been my next door neighbor, except for when I was in New York City. Yeah. Uh, You know, so uh, I've always kept her as an influence in my life, but I do have people from all the different states that I've lived in. I have them in Pennsylvania. Uh, I have a friend that mentors me, an older woman in Texas and, and here in Tennessee. So, you know, it matters um, what season you're in. Um, I would not get, um, I don't suggest to people to get mentors to appease what you want to hear, you know, right. sometimes you can get a mentor that believes the same thing you do. So there's no challenge mm-hmm. and there's no stretching. That's not good. So, um, of course you're always praying about it, but yes, you can get different mentors as you go through different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. You still stay in touch with whoever was in your life, you sure, know, because yeah. we're pouring into each other. They mm-hmm. know everything about us. So I, I could never just cut them off and move on. I always. Right love to keep that wisdom around me. Mm-hmm. So do you think there are boundaries between uh, maybe a line that you shouldn't cross with a mentor into friendship like the rest of your friends? Are there boundaries there that make the relationship different? Oh, yes, absolutely. Great question. I'm so glad you asked that. (laughs) Okay, so the boundaries for a mentor and a mentoring relationship. Okay, Mm -hmm. the first thing is that we say um, they you need to know who a mentor is not. Okay, Mm -hmm. a mentor is not your therapist. They're not a psychology um, major or a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not going to prescribe or suggest or say anything about your meds. That's not what they do. Mm -hmm. They're also not your mom. You, God already gave you a mom, yeah. okay? They're not your mom. Um, and it's very important as you, if you are going into mentoring and you're going to mentor someone younger, it's very important for them to know and for their mother to know that you're not here to replace anybody. Mm-hmm. You're an, a mentor. Um, now, a friend, you are a friend and a sister in Christ, mm-hmm. but a mentor doesn't party with you. Yeah, that that you have to have your this is not I need a friend. I'm so lonely. Will you be my friend? That Mm -hmm. would be a different relationship. A mentor is someone who encourages, listens, um, gives advice when asked if they Mm -hmm. want and shares what God's doing. So um, that would be the difference. Uh, Some more boundaries, though, Um, in a in a relationship, the mentor needs to say everything between you and I are private. This is totally private. We're not going to share with anyone except for two things. One is if you're going to hurt yourself, I'm going to tell the authorities. And number two, if you break the law and you tell me, I'm going to tell Mm -hmm. someone else that, so that would be 
um, suicidal or theft or any of those things that mm -hmm. by law, we're all supposed to report that kind of thing. Right. So that's what a mentor would do. Other than that, the only person you report to is the Lord. Yeah. So, uh, another boundary would be you need to let each other know, especially the mentor, when you are uh, accessible and when you're not. You know, mm -hmm. like I tell a lot of my people, no, you know, after nine o'clock, you can text me if you want, but I'm not responding. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I'm not, yeah send me an email, I'll get to you, you know, but I'm, you know, if you're in an emergency, of course I'll pray and I'll mm -hmm. let, let you know I'm praying. But um, so those kind of boundaries. The second, really important boundary is that when you're mentoring now this is not coaching like i'm a coach i'm a spiritual direction directional coach mm -hmm. but when i'm mentoring my you know someone from church or i'm mentoring someone my next door neighbor whatever the case may be there's no money involved mm -hmm. and also i never um i i never give them money to pay their rent I don't, you know, all of that is what church benevolence is for. Mm -hmm. um, so a mentor is there just to be Jesus with skin on, mm -hmm. to share what Jesus would do in that case. You guide them to get help, but you should, it should never cost you as a mentor anything to be their mentor. That, that is not, and when we say that, then it takes the pressure off because, yeah. you know, like if you show up at Starbucks and you're mentoring someone and they say, oh no, after they order. I left my card at the computer. I was on Amazon ordering a book and I don't have any way to pay. Well, sure, I would say, I'll pay yeah. for your coffee today. Hey, next time we get together, you buy mine. Yeah. You know, and we just do that. You're flexible, yeah. but you don't wanna buy them lunch every time you get together. Yeah. You know, that's not yeah. what we're getting together for. So those would be some boundaries. Do you have other things that you were thinking about? No, I think that was, um, I was just thinking about women in my life who are, you know, that generation ahead of me that you get to a certain age and it doesn't matter what generation you're in. You're all just grown women, you know? Yes. And sometimes it's, it's hard for me to distinguish. Are we friends? Are, are you a mentor? Have we blurred the lines there? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. So I was just thinking through my own relationships and kind of categorizing yes. <laughs> the ones I could think of. Um, but that's, those are some good boundaries and those are good to put in place from the start. So there's no yes. guessing later. What are we, what are the expectations here? What are, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. those are, Definitely. Those are good suggestions. So I have seen you um, talk about millennials on social media and that you have a big heart for them. I am in, I'm a Gen Xer, <laughs> so I'm, I'm one generation removed from the millennials and I've had several millennials on the podcast and some in generation Z, is that what we're still calling them? Yes. Um, and I have a lot of hope in the generations coming oh, up yeah. behind us, mm -hmm. but when you listen to people from my generation and older generations on social media, it doesn't sound like they're very hopeful about the millennials mm. or Generation Z. Tell me why you are. Mm. Well, they over and over and over again uh, prove to the world that they love that they love life. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, millennials and Gen Z are definitely pro-life. Mm -hmm. um, they know for sure that a whole generation has been um, aborted. So they're pro-life. So they care about that. And they care about other people more than we've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. They're more educated. But more importantly, uh, we've never had a generation, uh, your generation, mine, or silent generation, we've never gotten together um, like, 12 to 15,000 of us for New Year's to give our year to the Lord. Yeah. But the millennials do. Yeah. They get together for passion conferences mm -hmm. in Atlanta with Louis Giglio, and we're so grateful for his ministry. Mm -hmm. But they get together, 12 to 15 of them, thousand of them, to just worship God for hours, to repent and to say, take our year, take our country, mm -hmm. take our lives. It is so powerful. Um, unfortunately, the media and, and certain, uh, certainly there are millennials out there 
that maybe um, feel entitled or mm -hmm. that ha make wrong decisions. But we could say that about every, every generation. generation. Oh, yes. my goodness. <laughs> and I don't even want to get started because I'll offend too many people. But I could bring <laughs> up so much of the silent generation. Yep, you are feel entitled. And mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, baby boomers, don't even don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, geez. But, you know, we have got to stop judging and making our decision on the millennial generation by a few or by what the media tells us. Mm -hmm. And um, I just challenge the listener today. If you are working with a millennial and uh, you're in a corporation or a, at whether you're you know, working at a gas station or at the grocery store, it doesn't matter where you are and you're mm. with a millennial and they are driving you crazy. They're not <laughs> doing something right. Okay. Then I'm going to challenge you because I know 100%, I am 100% right. This is how this changes. Mm -hmm. And that is this stop sometime in your week, either lunchtime or after or before work and take, even if you took on a regular basis, 30 minutes, and you just talk to them and to see what's going on in their lives mm -hmm. and, and look them face to face, eye to eye, smiling and tell them, you know what? I had no idea that was going on in your life. Mm -hmm. No wonder you can't get up in the morning to get here uh, to work on time. You know what I used to do? And before you know it, you're doing exactly what the two of us are doing, sharing your God story, pouring into someone and saying, you know what? And this is the problem. Millennials and Gen Z just want to be seen. Yeah. They, they want you to know yeah. them by name. Oh, mm -hmm. no, known podcast. <laughs> they want to know, they yeah. want to be known by name. If you yeah. say, oh yeah, but they've got, you know, they're so... Uh, big about how many likes and how many people they have on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. But if you took the time mm -hmm. to talk to them, they would be honest and authentic. They'd be so gut honest with you and say, mm -hmm. I don't know those people. Yeah. Nobody, none of them are, care. Mm -hmm. Not at all. It's just all fake. They want to know us. They want to yes. know you and I. And so it's so important that we stop judging them. And I get it because the older generations, we've all judged each other. So we, yes. we get it. We know, We're, you know, but somebody's got to just stop that mm -hmm. generational sin and, and start saying to the younger generations, I see you, God sees you and mm -hmm. you have potential. And when you yeah. start talking about that like that, it changes the person's heart from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I've had just having conversations with the younger generations and being excited about what they're excited about, um, being hopeful with them, um, telling them, yeah, I believe in you. You can do that. Yes, you are. You're doing a great job. Just any, any little bit of encouragement you can see a change in their countenance, like their posture, their facial expression. You can just see how badly they need it. And I think because of social media and the followers and the influencers and everything, that's just creating an even deeper need within them to be seen and to be heard and to be encouraged. And, you know, all that other stuff you're looking at doesn't matter, honey. <laughs> let's, let's look at what you are doing. And, and the difference that you are making off of social media or on social media, you know, that, that can be a great platform also. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just taking that time and not brushing them off because of their age or generation or whatever um, mm -hmm. stereotype you're putting on them. Yes. And we've <laughs> spent a lifetime, um, all of us. Uh, making judgment calls and just putting everyone in the same box. And so yeah. um, I know that today when whoever's listening right now, um, if you would just take the challenge and just see what you can do and how you can light someone's eyes and give life back to the eyes by talking to mm -hmm. them instead of talking, not talking at them. This would yes. be where you are listening where you're nodding your head, you're really engaged. I mean, you totally hear what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't agree, it's okay. You can at least say, well, I never thought of it like that, or I'm not sure how I would have handled that, but gee, I'm so sorry. I'll give you an example. 
I was at a coffee shop here in town and I, it wasn't Starbucks. It's just a, a wonderful coffee shop, but there was a millennial behind um, the counter and it was Christmas time. And so I was at the time at a uh, church plant downtown Nashville strictly meant to reach millennials. Mm -hmm. And so I said to him, Hey, I want to invite you to the Christmas uh, concert we're doing, you know, it, it's going to be the weekend before Christmas and Chris and I was given the dates and you come and you know I was so excited to invite him and he said right away I'm not coming I'm not coming to any kind of Christmas and you could just see wow. there was so much something going on yeah. behind that and so I did what we need to do which I really suggest that we do which is I said whoa okay I said obviously you have been burnt by a church or someone that goes to church. And so mm -hmm. I just want to let you know, I'm sorry. That's not what church is about. And most importantly, Jesus didn't want that to happen to you. Yeah. Whatever happened, I'm just so sorry. I totally get it. If that happened, whatever happened to you, if happened to me, I wouldn't go either. So totally get it. You just do your thing for Christmas. And I walked away. Now, later on, I would love to say that he came back and he said, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, but he put my um, lunch uh, down and he said, you know, thanks. No one has ever really accepted what I said and responded like that. Oh. He just walked away. And you see, all I did was <sighs> say, I'm sorry, yeah. you know, and that is where, um, you know, the whole thing that is in scripture about standing in the gap mm -hmm. and you know and what I really feel like we need to do there are you know forget about just millennial or Gen Z but mm -hmm. you and I both know there's Gen X and baby boomers that yeah. have been burnt yeah. big time by the church and they are not interested at all about going back into a building that's right. called a church either they were burnt a lot of them their parents were burnt and yeah. so they we're hurt as well. And we need to just say, take ownership to that. Hey, you know what? We are a broken organization. Yeah. We're made up of humans that are broken. And, and we keep we, messing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. And we mess up. We mess up. But yeah. at least we're willing to say we mess up and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we need you, you know, but don't, and this is the main thing. Don't, and we, we just want to say, don't judge Jesus by our mistakes. Yes. You know, because yes. we're going to con continue to do it. Um, and so I hope that encourages someone, either if you are broken or, or have been burnt, or those who are wondering, what's wrong with the millennials? Well, what this is another thing I love about millennials. They smell a fake a yeah. mile away. You know yeah. what? And they have required of you and I and of the church to drop our religious masks and get authentic. I love that. It's going to save the church. And mm -hmm. I love that about the millennials. They demand you to tell the truth and be authentic. Um, don't sit and look like you're a perfect people in the pew because you're not, mm -hmm. you know, and again, there comes that judgment thing, right? Where we're always judging because yeah. we're all, so I, I really um, encourage people just to be real and say when you can't do something or when you messed up, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you just preached that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty passionate about my mentoring millennials and Gen Z. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I mean that when I, every time I talk to someone from that generation who I feel like they can mentor me, you know, just mm -hmm. their passion and their desire to know the truth. I think Amen. that's a big thing with them. Mm -hmm. They want, they don't want to do just what mom and dad said to do. They don't want to just do the opposite of what mom and dad said to do because they want to rebel. They want the truth. Tell me right. what the truth, what the right thing is. That's what I want to do. And I think that's a fire we all need lit under us. So I appreciate them for for sharing those things with me. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're in church, they, I love it. Yes. Like if the pastor gives, um, let's say, uh, he says, Psalm 8411, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk in his path. Well, a lot of the older generation, including me, sat there for years and just said, oh, that's what it says, <laughs> but not a millennial. A millennial pulls out their phone and Googles Psalm 8411 
and pulls it up to see, did he give the right reference? Does that Bible really say that? Yeah. And I love that because yeah. that keeps us to an excellent standard as mm -hmm. well. You know, that we don't just throw stuff out there. Like we usually say, oh, I'll pray for you and walk away and we never pray. Mm -hmm. So they know that they're totally yeah. into that. So I don't even do that too. Oh, Mandy, I'm going to blow your mind. So I, I, I just say, oh man, that's awful. You know, I, you know what I do when I'm like that? I pray. So let's pray. And then mm -hmm. I just pray with them right there. Don't make it long. I don't look to see if they're praying with me. I don't look for a reaction. <laughs> you just say, oh Lord, please meet them right where they are right now. They need you. Amen. And just walk away. And, and we have to start getting real with them. Yeah. I appreciate that. So you said, you mentioned earlier that you are, tell me if I'm saying this wrong, you're a spiritual life coach? Spiritual direction. Spiritual yes. direction coach. Okay. I did not know that was a thing until probably the last year or so. I've heard other, you know, paying more attention to other podcasts and authors and yeah. talking about their coaches. And I'm like, hold on, what is that? And do I need one? <laughs> so tell us what that means and why do we need one? Okay, well, I am certified by um, someone that can answers this question much better than me, <laughs> but um, I am a certified spiritual leadership is what it is, spiritual mm -hmm. leadership um, coaching with Henry Blackaby um, Ministries. Now, the Blackaby Ministries wrote a wonderful Bible study. If you haven't done it yet, it's called Experiencing God. And it's, it's, it's an older um, study that applies, is going to be for eternal, you know, mm -hmm. it's one of those studies, but um, spiritual leadership or spir spiritual direction is when you are like Jamie was, where is, I thought I was a Christian all my life, or yeah. I, I, I knew I was a Christian, but I am missing something. I want to hear God's voice. I want him to help me make decisions. I do not want to walk alone anymore. And I certainly don't want to pretend like I know what God has to say about anything. So um, that's what spiritual leadership and direction coaching is, is that mm -hmm. we, you know, I'm just being Jesus with skin on and saying, well, what does the word say? Um, uh, you know, most of the time everyone comes to me and says, uh, I, I run two miles every day. I go to the gym. I eat healthy. I pay my bills. I'm even tithing. I do all those things, but I cannot, I, I just can't get into reading the word on mm. a daily basis. Well, there's, there's ways that we can change that where we can make God a daily, a, a daily reading, daily praying. And, and that's the kind of thing I love to help people do. Mm -hmm. So you help people find the space in their life. Mm -hmm. Yes. For God. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that they are hungry. I mean, they can't wait to yeah. get there. It's not, yeah. uh, we've, we've kind of made quiet time into being a duty, you know, yes. and uh, you do this and then God does this, you do mm -hmm. this and then God does this. But see, for me, I have a date with God every morning and I can't wait to hear what he mm -hmm. has to say. I can't wait to get with him. Today, he taught me so much in Proverbs. I was like, Oh my goodness, I did not even know you said that. <laughs> and I've read pro Proverbs a yes. lot, a yeah. lot. But, um, you know, it's just amazing. That's why God is alive and active and fully aware and, and ready to move in our mm -hmm. lives. So that's what I do. That's funny. Today I was, I've been in the Old Testament prophets <sighs> for a while. Those are hard. And <laughs> yes, I'm at the are. end of Ezekiel with all of the detail of the new mm. temple. And I was like, okay, God, can we just get through Ezekiel? And then bam, there was a verse in there that I almost didn't, you know, like when you're reading, you have to go back and read 10 times because yes. like, what did I just read? Mm. That's where I was. And probably the third time I read this verse, I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. This is not just about cubits and porticos. This is this is big and you needed me to see it. And if I didn't have that discipline, because sometimes it is a, just a discipline mm -hmm. of sitting down with my Bible first thing in the morning, I would have totally missed out on that. Mm -hmm. And I am so thankful that it's become, I don't want to call it a habit because it's more important to me than just a habit, but it, you kind of have to make it a habit for it to con continue and be consistent. And I'm so grateful that that has happened because of things like what happened to me this morning? 
So mm-hmm. amen. I can I can see that everyone would need someone like you <laughs> to steer them in the right direction. Well, and the other thing is some people just need someone to encourage them that they're doing it right. I mean, yeah. we try to do life alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the whole thing uh, of why, you know, with coaching as a, as your spiritual direction or your spiritual leadership coach, I hope to work eventually myself, work myself out of a job, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want you to find your mentor mentor, and then you and them would do that in your church or Mm -hmm. in your community, or, you know, some people have Bible study communities that they really lean into. And so it's uh, life changing though. We do not have to do life alone. Amen. Which is, the whole point of this podcast when I started it, I want everyone to realize they're not alone. No matter how alone you feel, somebody else has been through what you're going through or can at least relate to the feelings that you're feeling because of what you're going through or just the everyday mundane. We're mm-hmm. all we're all in this together to quote a Disney movie. <laughs> yes, that's we, right. We've got each other and no matter how lonely you feel, you're not alone. And it Mm -hmm. is important for people to know you and to know other people. Mm -hmm. And God is all, there isn't anything he hasn't gone through. Right. So you're not never alone. Um, And once you meet with him on a regular basis, like you're doing, Mm -hmm. once you're meeting him, you feel like he is there. You get to feel his presence and you Mm -hmm. don't want to, you know, I have done the thing where I'm, you know, maybe for some reason I just didn't get together with the Lord for a while or something. Mm-hmm. And the peace and, and the kind of internal feeling of peace that I get when I'm with the Lord, I knew that's what was missing. Mm-hmm. I, I had to get back. I yeah. had to come back because um, the loneliness is just so dark and so, um, well, it just isn't, do, does nothing but gets us stuck. Mm-hmm. And so it's so great to be with the Lord in the morning. Yes, it is. So tell us about, sell yourself to us now. (laughs) Tell us how we, we find you, we find your help with mentorship, with spiritual direction, your book. Tell us all the things we need to know about how to find you. Well, thanks for asking. Of course. Well, I, if you're interested in the spiritual direction of leadership or coaching um, and, and want to know more about mentoring, I have tons of blog posts um, mm-hmm. and that's on jamieleehall.com. And that's uh, J-A-Y-M-E-L-E-E, and then it's H-U-L-L, <laughs> Hull, as you looked up. And, yes. And, uh, yes. So I'm on, uh, I'm on Facebook as an author, um, mm-hmm. and I have an Instagram account and all of different social media because that's what, that's what I love that's to what do. what we do, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I have two books. The first one was with Moody Publishing, and it's called Face to Face, Discover mm-hmm. How Mentoring Can Change Your Life. And mm-hmm. what that does is I took all of my different mentoring stories with my millennials, and I put them in this book. So you could actually feel like you were sitting at the table with us. So it's you watching on, watching oh, okay. how I mentor, mm-hmm. um, what to do. We even talk about conflict because mm-hmm. Uh, being authentic, and we have to do that, which is not all mentoring relationships are perfect. Not all of them work out. But as Christians, we can make sure that we know how to deal with conflict. It's Mm -hmm. very important. So um, it just talks about the, the impact of what mentoring can do to literally take you from one thing and flip you over to something else. Mm So and then what, what happened is um, in all of my training and teaching, I always, um, when I'm talking, I would tell them what Bible study maybe to do with their millennial or do, it, it doesn't matter if it's Gen Z or Baby Boomer or mm-hmm. Gen X, um, I'd lead them to different Bible studies and they kept coming back and writing me on my, in emails and social media you write it and you write it, you write, you write. So I'm like, okay. So, so I put together, um, I sat down and the Lord and I had like close to a hundred questions I've been asked in a mentoring relationship. Mm. So then I narrowed it down to, you know, eight, uh, excuse me, 10. And I still said, Oh Lord, that's still too many chapters. So we ended up with eight. So my Bible study is called side by side, eight mm. conversations to build your confidence in Christ. And so let's say you're saying, oh man, I, 
God, I, God answers prayer, well then explain to me. Let's say a single says to me, which happens a lot, um, I've been in so many mm. weddings, I can't even begin to tell you. Mm. I'm so sick of buying bridal outfits and attires and gowns. When is God going to answer my prayer? I feel like he's overlooked me. Yeah. Well, we talk about that in one of the chapters. So each chapter goes through a major question, um, like my moms that say, I'm exhausted. Where is Amen. God? Amen. <laughs> I'm a four-year-old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. And so we talk about that. And that's how the second book came along. Mm-hmm. So, so the first one's face-to-face and the second one's side-by-side. I love it. I love it. And of course, we'll put all of that information in show notes so people can easily link to you. Great. Well, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Oh, I no. I mean, like I, I love to talk. <laughs> I feel like but, we could probably talk for a while. But. Yes, we could, but that's okay. I know they have uh, other things to do today, but I hope they're challenged at least. I, I know I am. So I, I think anybody listening definitely will be challenged and inspired. Um, well, good. Challenged, Praise challenged the Lord. in a good way, challenged in a way that isn't scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. So my last question that I always ask is because of your story, what do you know about God? Mm, great question. Thank you. I know that when I am at my darkest moment and mm-hmm. I feel so alone and I'm just wondering if I'm invisible to everybody, including God, mm-hmm. I have learned that he will blow me away. He shows up in scripture. He shows up in phone calls. He, he, maybe a text from someone I haven't talked to in 10 years will just encourage me. Keep doing it. You know, I want to encourage the listener. What I've learned is that there is a truth to the scripture that says, where can I go where you are not, Lord? And mm-hmm. the answer is nowhere, yeah. nowhere. And so he has proven without a doubt And that's what even makes me more passionate is that I'm telling someone they need Jesus and I know I need him and he shows up. If you just pursue him a little bit and just say those magical three words, Mm -hmm. I need help. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. This has Mm. been a lot more fun than I was ready for. Well, great. Oh, my joy. I'm so yes. glad. Oh, this, is, this has been a really great conversation. Well, and let's I do it again. Feeling, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am feeling, um, you know, like I said, mentorship has been, and discipleship is, is the word that I've been using, but same thing. You know, I've been really um, feeling God leaning on me to define who my mentor is and who I'm mentoring. I feel mentored and I feel like I'm mentoring, but I I think he wants me to be a little more intentional about that. And I am very encouraged to do that right now. So thank you. Yay. Well, you know, just, we're just really looking for, um, someone that has a wing out that's willing to let us crawl under their wing and pull us in and say, okay, this is how you do it. You don't have to do it alone. And, and it's such a great feeling to know Mm -hmm. you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm I'm just going to keep going here as women. um, Especially I think when we're younger women, that comparison word is awful. So instead of looking at a woman and thinking, man, I wish I was like her, she's intimidating. I'm not going to ever be able to talk to her. That's maybe the woman that you need to go up to and say, hey, can we have a conversation? (laughs) Because if that's who you're looking at as what you want to be, that's exactly who you need to be learning from. Oh, exactly. That's perfect. Yes. You want to go to the, you know, but again, just like when I gave you those four steps, the first Mm -hmm. thing you do is you pray and you say, God, open my eyes around me. And then in order to do that, you have to yourself become a listener. Listen Mm -hmm. to the conversation. Watch what they're saying. I mean, sometimes someone will say, you know, I have one child that just, well, just my prodigal, just cannot Mm -hmm. come home, just is 
you know, made some really tough choices and I just keep praying for him to come home. Well, a new mom would say, I need to learn from you because I can't get my kid to tell the truth. You know, it yeah, could be just yeah. something that's simple, but you have to listen and pay attention mm -hmm. and say, God, okay, who do you have for me? I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. And just don't be afraid. No, that's not God. No, no, no fear from him. All right, Jamie, we're going to have to stop here. <laughs> <laughs> I but understand. Really, I've had fun. I mean, even topic aside, I've enjoyed talking to you, but the topic has been wonderful too. So well, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm serious. We, anytime you're like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? I'll do another pet. Call me. I'd love to do it. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. <laughs> okay. We'll be blessed. Can I pray for you in the minute and your podcast? Absolutely. Okay. Let's pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what Mandy's doing. Lord God, I ask that you move in a mighty way, that you would bless this known podcast, that it would reach across the wires of the cars and their earbuds and whatever phones, whatever they're listening to, Lord, that lives are changed. Bless her with guests that are just so encouraging and um, just ignite a fire for the Lord, not only to them, but also to her. Bless her as a mom. Help her to know that what she needs to do is exactly what she's doing, God. Speak into her life. Help everything that she touches to be successful and produce um, just more lives that love you, Lord. We give you the praise. We thank you for the opportunity of getting connected. And Lord, do whatever it takes to help both of us to be the godly women you created us to be. We're yours. Use us. We're an open vessel for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You know, one of the things that I really noticed about Jamie is her passion for what she does. But even more than that, the joy in her passion for what she does is just a delight. I really enjoyed talking to her, and I am sure we will talk again soon. I also left that prayer in there because I just wanted you to hear an example of what she was talking about. Don't wait and say, I'll pray for you later. Just do it. It was a simple prayer, but it was meaningful, and it was what I need people to go to God for me for. And I really appreciated that. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please let Jamie know, let me know, and share this episode with other people who need to hear it. Maybe there's somebody that you're thinking about mentoring or someone that you would like to be a mentor to you. Share this episode with them and that could be your conversation starter. Hey, I want you to hear about this mentorship thing and then can we get together and talk about it? That would be a great way to start. I think I might even try that myself. So thank you all who have been sharing and commenting and liking and reviewing and all of the things that I always ask you to do. Again, my website is mandymcd.com and you can find a link to Jamie's website and all the other information about her in show notes today. And as always, I leave you with a blessing. This is the Amplified Bible version of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. With this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God will count you worthy of your calling and with power fulfill every desire for goodness and complete every work of faith so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ.